When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we inspire the enjoyment of creativity, Hmm. focus on being the best rather than the biggest, and create cooperative enthusiasm for all stakeholders. Thanks for joining us. Stakeholders gives it away that that's not our own mission statement. One of these days, we're going to slip in our own like original mission statement and see if anyone noticed. But uh, what was that mission statement mimicking this time, Molly Wood? That was from, and by the way, I do want to point out that the reason I gave so much exaggeration to best and biggest is because those were, in fact, in all caps. Yes. Uh, And this is from Roland, maker of electronic musical instruments. Yeah. A message from the 80s CEO are back, babies. Gordon Rayson. Man, the 80s are back. 80s are all the over the place. 80s are so back. I was playing the number one song on the Hot 100 uh, for Molly uh, before the show, and uh, very 80s vibey. Corporate slogans. Here we go. Inspire the enjoyment of creativity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be the best rather than the <laughs> biggest. <laughs> And then and this is like my favorite. Just I love it when there's just like a tense change. Like you have like inspire, you have be, right? These are like whatever the grammar word is for their effectively orders. And then number three is cooperative enthusiasm for all stakeholders. All stakeholders, a word we all what? use every day with our friends and family. So, <laughs> you couldn't say cooperate yeah. enthusiastically. Like, and cooperate with each other. <laughs> and cooperate with each other enthusiastically. Well, not anyway, with each other. You're not a stakeholder. You're not important. Thanks for being great, Roland. Thanks, thanks for Roland. helping us with our 80s revival, which is for sure a thing. Yeah. Uh, we, we've talked about the 80s being a thing. Uh, and I mentioned oh, yeah. the uh, the Hot 100 uh, 80s, number one, 80s sounding number one song. Uh, but my first thing is not either of those. Uh, it's a separate trend because... You know we've talked about TikTok's effect on music. Uh, you know we've talked about K-pop and Lil Nas X and, and so many uh, stars vaunted into uh, music fame by the fuel of TikTok. And we have talked about the occasional country song, John Denver, for instance. But I think, mm-hmm. Molly, I purport, I submit to you, Molly Wood, that country music is broken beyond just the novelty phase. And it is it is a thing, especially amongst the young, the youths of today. Witness Morgan Wallen dominating not only the Billboard uh, Hot 200 album chart, but, uh, but the Hot 100 number one slot too. You know, it's so funny because 100% yes. And also, I should have listened more closely when Gen Z producer Rachel Braun was like... I was trying to get tickets to this Morgan Wallen concert and da 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 because yeah, this guy is everywhere. But also, 
I think you're a hundred percent right. Like they're listening to the Lumineers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing like court, sort of a folk music revival. And then yes, country is on. Yeah. It's on. The uh, the Variety article on this talks about a lot about Morgan Wallen, of course, but that listeners are also doing a, a flip-flop and discovering artists on streaming instead of country bars. It used to be you'd find somebody on tour or, you know, in a music hall, then you'd go stream them. And uh, country music is doing what all the other genres are doing, which is you discover them on TikTok, on Spotify, and then go to the shows. And they also, you know, mentioned not for nothing, Taylor Swift kind of returning to a country-ish roots with her Mm singer-songwriter stuff as well. It, (laughs) I mean... What's kind of funny about this is that it seems like what we're really saying is country music is finally, it's a thing because it finally just got his act together and started streaming. Like taking stream, like, yes, the music was always just as good. It's just you never took streaming seriously. And now that like you've arrived in the modern age, turns out people want to listen. Great job. And then uh, there's there's some crossovers going on. Uh, The CMT Awards had Carly Pierce and Gwen Stefani doing a duet Allison mm. Morissette uh teaming up with Lainey Wilson Ingrid Andrus Morgan Wade Madeline Edwards uh, uh and what's uh, what's fascinating to me is like country music isn't popular with a uh region of the country or uh, a rural uh populace or a political party it's popular with Gen Z and millennials mostly yep. Gen Z yep totally it is really interesting like they're just um, contrary. They're just little contrarians. Yeah. But we have to credit Lil Nas X here. Like, I really do think that we have to go back to Lil Nas X and As the, the, the surfer who first rode the wave. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like, who kind of who made it cool, you know? And then like, who was it that was it Garth Brooks who then did the duet with him to sort of, you know, cement the coolness right and then right old town road the, that's right yeah absolutely old town road yeah. yeah and then you know i mean he brought back that kind of like the, there's the yeehaw agenda mm-hmm. that got really cool like i think there was oh shoot i would argue that these are the roots who uh think about it old town road country right mm-hmm. and there was the whole argument is it country or is it not country does it belong on the chart all that right that that yep. that certainly is the roots of this like tiktok wave for sure uh also, what, who are the two collabs he did? Uh, it was um, Billy Ray Cyrus, right? Was it, or was it Garth Brooks? Or was it Garth Brooks? I, I'm probably on. misremembering. It was probably no. Brooks. But it was a country uh, music. Yeah, it was Garth Brooks. It was Garth Brooks. He's like the king. He mm-hmm. did a collab with Garth Brooks and... Oh, I'm sorry. It was both. Oh, he did. That's why I remember that. Okay, so he did <laughs> yeah. two country collabs with, totally. Garth, with Billy Ray Cyrus and Garth Brooks and RM from BTS, the other TikTok wave, oh, right? Totally. <laughs> yeah. That is that is like a nexus. That is the Ur thing. That is like you're looking at the root of, of a yeah. movement right there. You really are. You really are. And then he became the first openly gay artist to win at the Country Music Awards. Right. And so you just had, I think there were like, I, I'm just going to say that he open the door to the the ability and willingness of Gen Z to embrace country as cool, like, and forward looking. And then at the right moment, country yeah. music, you know, came along and was like, yeah, we're on streaming. 
love and it. then you get love that, it love it and then along with old town road like like in, in its wake comes the mm-hmm. the country roads meme right and that starts to, yeah. to engender a little more interest well what else is out there sort of yeah huh i love this yeah. and also i'm kind of stoked because i like country music i love a lot of kinds of country music I do mm-hmm. not generally say I like country music because most of the time through my life that has meant some pretty uh, radio friendly stuff that I was not a big fan of. But yeah, you you, do, you dish me some George Jones, some Hank Williams Sr., some Loretta Lynn. Uh, yeah, I'm into all of that. And then there are those in that tradition throughout time, even up to current, which I'd throw a little Nas X in there, to be honest, uh, that I oh, also yeah. enjoy quite a bit. Yep. Oh my gosh. Love it. What yeah. a good one. What a good find. Yeah. Thanks. What it's not even a find so much as a noticing, like, oh yeah, well, yeah. no, this is all finally coming together here. So it's well. good though, because it's good. It's just it's fun on every level. It's like a cultural shift. It's got street. It's really cool. We like we talked about old town road when it was like a thing thing. Like, oh I love ah, it. Yeah, love it, love yeah. it, love it. Uh, also, um, well, yes, I, I said yes. Allison Morissette. I meant Alanis Morissette. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for pointing out the error. I, Alanis, Alanis Morissette. Good save, good save. Um, well, in we have talked about the '80s being back, but going to both kind of this weird coexistence of '70s and '80s. Uh, I don't know if you grew up with woven baskets as the primary decor feature of your home, but I did, Mm. which is why I think I feel so comfortable in the world right now, because everywhere I look, there's a damn basket. We have three in the house right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet that at least one of them holds a plant. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we have four in the house right now. Uh (laughs) I was not counting the one that a plant is in. Uh, You're right. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. I would almost argue that, I mean, I think that they have made a comeback as a plant holder primarily. And then everybody was like, oh, I'm into baskets for other Mm -hmm. things too. Because they are like the planter du jour Mm -hmm. for your various houseplants. A monstera looks great in one. Um, But then they've just have completely come back for all things. Laundry baskets and like there's hanging ones and then you could put them in all your little stuff in them. I mean, we must have had thousands (laughs) of baskets in my house growing up. It was just all baskets. The chair was just a stack of baskets. (laughs) Just baskets all the way down. Just all the way down to the center of the earth. Baskets. Well, that that was the joke is that there were basket weaving classes back then. Yes, totally. I'm telling you, like woven baskets never really went away, but right now, oh my lord, they are everywhere. Oh, and you're so right. Especially the plant one. And you know I'm into this because it's like boho meets my childhood. <laughs> so I love everything about it. And, and I will say, like, don't go buy the don't go like buy the sixty dollar jungle one because the place to get these is IKEA. Wow. Boom. Or your local basket weaver. Should you have or- one? <laughs> Or your local basket. No, but I like Seriously. I've seen it at like little crafty stores in in neighborhoods where they're you know like locally made. I just saw that yesterday uh, at a place that was you know selling the kitschy clothes and the fun little trinkets, you know that kind of place, and it had yeah. like locally made and they were woven baskets. Oh my god! Here I just dropped You're the so link right. to the 
Ikea one because it's $15. Nothing, nothing. And it comes in multiple sizes. Like seriously, just get this Ikea basket for everything at your house. And then boom, you're on trend. I don't. Think I guess you could I've... probably find some at Amazon too, <laughs> in case we need no reason. <laughs> in case we need referral links. If you go to it's a thing dot me slash shop, you'll shop. find many cute versions. We might put some baskets in there. Uh, yeah, good point. I don't think we paid for any of ours either. They were all. Oh, really? Yeah. They were all like a gift thing, right? Like, uh, like uh, one of them I know was like cheese and sausage. Right. But in the basket mm-hmm. with the. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think others were like somebody brought us a gift and they put it in a nice little basket for us. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, this you're I spot on with this one. Kind of also, that's what's also so funny about it is that uh, these things are like in every giveaway pile on the street. Yeah. There are 50 million baskets and that yet like Restoration Hardware is trying to sell anyone for 60 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will say though, I have found some very cute ones on Amazon, <laughs> and I want them all. I want these jute ones, the woven plant baskets. Oh my god! Oh, we, I'm dropping them all in the Zoom chat so you can funnel them to Discord. We um we have 80s music trend, but this is part of that 70s design trend, right? Hmm. Cause well, because I yeah, I talked about boho yeah, being a thing, right? And this is very much in the boho and uh, the avocado the green genre. stuff and the maximalism and uh, all of that kind of goes together. I feel like I love it. I just <laughs> love it. Uh, my next one is strike through logos. Uh, this is one I've noticed in more than one place. I found a great example of it on Armani Exchange, but I've seen it elsewhere as well, where. It's words sometimes in Armani Exchange's case. It's the actual name Armani Exchange. And it almost a lot of times is like a teletype style or a label maker style look. And then a strike through, like just a line through right through the middle of the text. Oh, huh. interesting. Okay. So you, you're, not, you're not seeing this yet. I'm wondering now that I've said it, whether you're going to start noticing it. I think so. Definitely. Because now I looked on the image, I did an image search and I'm like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of these. Oh, bad. I love it though. I love it when you're early like this. This might be a little early. It also just might be wrong. I'm <laughs> I'm willing to, to, to believe that. But yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely a thing I've seen more than once. So, it, you know, once I see it in three different places, then I start to go like, all right, I, I think people are doing this is a design trend of some point. This is one I'm hoping somebody either in design or fashion in our audience uh, writes in and says, oh, yeah, that's called this. And it started here. You know what I mean? Like getting the whole yes. backstory on it. Totally. I see one. I see a version of an Urban Outfitters logo that has a, a diagonal strike through. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to call that already some kind of confirmation. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, uh, so fun. Keep it. Keep an eye out for the strike through uh, logo or word. May, may, may not always be the brand name, but but more often than not, I'm seeing it with like Tommy Hilfiger strike through except not them they i haven't seen them but garmani exchange i did i like this though i wonder if it's like a counterculture thing the anti-brand it's got a little um like punk rock style to it doesn't it Mm -hmm. totally yeah i like it like we're negating our own message that's how punk rock we are 
Yeah, that's kind of how I interpret it as mm-hmm. just like brands are over. Yeah, we're the not. I mean, brand we are brand. one. <laughs> like, and it's big. It goes all the way across the shirt. To be clear, like it's a big brand, but it's strike through. <laughs> Me- meanwhile, what's the, what's the one? Is it Bottega? What's what's a Bottega Veneta that has no logos? They're just over yep. there laughing at everyone. Like exactly. we get three thousand dollars a shirt, and we don't even have to put a logo on it. You have strike through, but we got you to pay for invisible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, okay, so a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm here. I come to make everybody uncomfortable, and you shouldn't be, because menopause is a thing. Thank hmm. God. So menopause. I was going to say not been a thing. Menopause has absolutely been something <laughs> like right, exactly. it's not new, but what you're saying is like being able to talk about it and accept it and healthily discuss it. Is that the the thing? Yeah. Also, I would put even a finer point on it and okay. say being being pissed about it. Uh-huh. 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 Is being resentful like, about it. Being resentful of all mm-hmm. of the years that we have spent completely ignoring and overlooking menopause and still do. To be clear, like I tweeted the other day and I was like, you know, it's pretty wild that half of the human population, if they live long enough, goes through what is effectively reverse puberty mm-hmm. for up to a decade. And most of Western medicine is like, huh, LOL sucks. Like, don't know. <laughs> yeah. Don't know anything about it. Don't talk about that. I mean, and there's an article, but for whatever reason, all of a sudden now I've seen multiple. Now, granted, it is my age group right? That's hitting perimenopause. But I think that's probably a part of this is you have Gen X now. And Gen X is not as vocal as millennial, but Gen X is certainly more vocal than like greatest generation and boomers who were like, we just suffer. Oh, no, I, I, I will. I will counter you mildly there. When the boomers hit 40, I remember yeah. there were all these stories <laughs> discovering menopause. It's an actual thing that women go through. Like, I seriously remember this being TV, TV segments of like some women, some uh, go through menopause. Uh, and I remember asking my mom about it. And they're like, and, and yet this does not negate a single thing you've said, because none of these stories were about. And this is what we're doing to help ease the problem or to, you know, no, it was the story was boomers have discovered they are human, too, and have to oh, go God. through this. That, but that was it. <laughs> period and and to your point we didn't hear about it again until now i mean not you know what i mean like it wasn't kind of, it wasn't yeah. a thing again until now and in fact if anything maybe that's about the time when they started investigating hormone replacement therapy yeah, maybe. and there was actually a big new york times article which i think a lot of people have somewhat known but like th- then there was a wave of reporting that effectively said hormone replacement therapy will you know give everybody breast cancer and mm-hmm. so, like, everyone stopped getting it. And mm-hmm. that was a wildly overblown scare with respect to hormone replacement therapy. Sure. And so then all of these women who could have been having this treatment and having menopause be easier didn't get it and haven't been getting it. And so there are all these, like, startups because it's, a, of course, a huge opportunity yeah, now. As it should so be. there are lots and lots of startups that are doing supplements and, mm-hmm. you know, skin care routines and all of this stuff about menopause. And uh, there's just, like, a much more open discussion. There was a big New York Times article about the that kind of hormone replacement therapy scare and how it, like, ended up just ruining people's lives because, you know, they weren't getting 
care that for the majority of women can be significantly helpful. And there was a story like, and so as I started looking this up, I found a story from today on self.com about Oprah Winfrey saying that, and she's 70, almost 70 now, 69, but that she Mm. at 48 years old went to the doctor and was like, I'm having heart palpitations and all these problems. And everybody was like, Oh, it's your, probably your heart is just exploding. And (laughs) yes, I would like it not to do that doctor. Here's a bunch of like medicine. That's not good for that. And she couldn't focus (laughs) and, you know, and um, it was menopause was menopause. Couldn't get her doctor to take her seriously, but that was 20 years ago. And she's talking about it now. Yeah. Because yeah, menopause telling. all of a sudden is just like out there, having, out in the open. Well, and it, it almost sounds minimizing to say it's having a moment, uh, but it's having a moment, which is long overdue and good. Go. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. please, more moments. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have a moment. It that. should be a thing that everyone, once they reach that period in their life, uh, know how to deal with. Like, the doctor shouldn't be like, I don't know, take these medicines. The doctor should be like, oh, you're probably having menopause. We can do this test to to, to tell. And then if, if if it's true that that's what's causing this, here's what we do about it. That, that ideally should be the way modern medicine deals with this. Mm-hmm. They don't even, like, most... Doctors never test your hormones, your hormone levels. That is not a thing that like I get my hormone levels tested for freaking thyroid stuff. Like how, why, why, why? (laughs) I know. And you know what can happen when you um, enter menopause? Thyroid disruptions, heart problems. Yes. All the brain fog, like all of these things that if you started talking about them, you would test for them. But instead they're just like, oh, it's a heart problem. And it's like, no, it's a, it's actually a minute. And you know what is the biggest killer of women heart disease and you know what helps it like not get worse during menopause hormone replacement therapy i mean it just is like crazy Hmm. just outrageous that it's been this this undiagnosed and and not talked about but it is sort of fascinating and i am you're probably right that it's just like when the big generations hit the age range Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. what it like well I was I'm surprised up, because but... boomers getting it, of course. And and again, this is when the first boomers were hitting 40. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're not having a large percentage at that point that we, I remember those stories. Uh, Gen X usually just gets ignored. So I'm surprised that this is causing any kind of attention at all. But maybe it's the mm-hmm. millennials starting to hit 40. I don't know. It might be. It might be that they're starting to have that conversation. I mean, I think that Gen X, like, I think Gen X women... I've gotten a little more pissed. <laughs> yeah. Certain things have gotten a lot, you know, like we're mm-hmm. pretty mad now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> and we know more. And so there might be just like a little bit, you know, we're like, we're not actually interested in being ignored about this anymore. I don't know, but it's something. Remember, by the way, did you, do you remember that at age 40, when we were growing up, our parents would have these like huge over the hill parties? Yeah, I know. And, and I mean, 40 I, I, was like, I remember uh, Vanity Fair covers showing celebrities turning 40 and talking about how amazing they look at 40. Yeah. 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 I mean, we really have shifted the Overton window on age. I can't even yeah. imagine having somebody having the, one of those over the hill parties at 40. Now it's like, who cares? Life I mean, it's a still a big age, but yeah. 
Well, yeah. life expectancy grew most of my life. It seems to have stalled lately in the United States. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, we may not. We may not continue that trend. <laughs> well, this got dark in a hurry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But this is what happens when you're over 50. <laughs> you start thinking about these really, things. You start, you start looking at mortality, man. I just started this messed up book. Uh-huh. The end of the, it's called the end of the world is only the beginning. But it, one of the things it's about is, is aging populations and the collapsing birth rates mm-hmm. globally. And it's just like, yeah, all of the increase in population in the last like 20 or 30 years, I'm mangling the actual numbers, but has been, life expectancy not birth rate and i was like oh boy yeah yeah <laughs> oh well degrowth <laughs> uh well okay, uh, let's fun. get let's get to your things uh to cheer us back up i hope maybe i don't know uh peg wrote in with a thing uh said been out for a bit but i'm a huge fan of chef reactions the tiktok and the instagram deadpan cracks me up so we'll have to mm-hmm. check out Chef Reactions. Thank you, Peg. Chef Reactions is definitely a thing. Definitely. Lee Price wrote in about Eurovision and said, I know y'all get into Eurovision, so this Eurovision nerd is checking in here with my tip for this year's winning song. My mm. money's on Finland with Karija's song, Cha Cha Cha. As for who should win, of course, that's Australia's synth metal entry, Promise, by Voyager. Why is Australia competing in Eurovision? The answer is, quote, as a textbook illustration of the chaotic rules and absolutely enjoyable nonsense that is Eurovision. (laughs) I believe Lee Price is from Australia. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, uh, Australia participating in Eurovision is weird, not just because Australia is nowhere near Europe, uh, mm-hmm. but because the reason they're in is their enthusiasm for Eurovision. They're just Aww. so into it that Eurovision was like, "Well, let's let you compete." You know, everybody watches it. Let's you know, let's send one of your folks in, which is really odd because Eurovision's on at like eight in the morning in Australia. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's adorable, though. They just get up and have parties. That's so cool. For Eurovision. Finland, by the way, kind of a thing right now. Oh, yeah. With NATO and the, you know, the, yeah. the, the government all the, going like, populist and all kinds. And of- all the happiest, happiest country stuff coming out all the time. So it wouldn't surprise me if Finland won just because, like, they're having a moment. Yeah. Bonus uh, thing. Chip from Boston on a thing, Virgence. Hey, Motori. I saw this today in my Facebook feed, and if this doesn't confirm that corgis and Lego are a thing, I don't know what would. It also brings back one of Tom's favorite things from the past, companies participating in April Fool's Day. Uh, And it is a uh, Facebook video, Facebook short, Facebook reel. I don't remember what they – oh, reel. Yeah, it's (laughs) Facebook reel uh, about the majestic horse Lego set, I guess. And a corgi, right? Is there a dog? Like a little corgi there? Sure. I don't know. I never, I didn't know this was coming, so I didn't watch it before the show. I, and this pic- is no, producer Rich with some picture. important context. Thank here. you. So the, the Lego set says Majestic Horse. They sent it out to some people, and when they put it together, it looks like a corgi. Ah, thank oh, you. Okay. That's all right. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So corgis, Lego, um, and April Fools all in one. I get it now. Thank you, Chip. That's incredible. That is really a thing, Virgins. That's like the planetary alignment all coming together. And thank also, you, Rich. That really, 
does look like a corgi. Yes, thank you, Rich. Barbara wrote in on a bit of phraseology. I have a thing check or a thing refresher. It's the phrase, that's fair. Mm. It is used in conversations when someone says something that may not be quite flattering, but is true. Is this a thing? Or more importantly, is it back? Yeah. I, ask. I feel I think like back. it is risen to to thing level again. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I see it a lot more. It's it's certainly something I've known I've heard people say for a long time, but lately I, I it has caught on as a thing that people say more often, right? Yep. I think so. Definitely. I, I think it's fair to yeah, say that's fair. that people say it more. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I, it is. I don't wonder what it's. I don't know if it's like people attempting to have better discourse, which I is what I want to believe. <laughs> that is people being like, it's a, it's a lovely fair. thing to say I in that situation you. of like, you know, like, oh, okay, I don't want to admit I'm wrong, <laughs> but right. I would like to, you know, acknowledge that you've made a good point. That's fair. That's Your fair. input yeah. is fair. Yeah. yeah, I think you're really right. Actually, partly I'm basing the my assumption of rightness on how easily it flows out. You know, I'm just like, yeah, definitely. I'm saying that a lot. Yeah. Nailed it. I'm gonna give you a nailed it on that. Nailed it. Let's get to the shout outs based on the product description for the Moog Sound Studio 3. <laughs> wow. Well, we've got a little bit of a, it's a synth. It's a synth pop show today. The shout out level, the shout outs, of course, reserved for those patrons who support us at the shout out level at patreon.com slash it's a thing. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, how about I'll take top and bottom, you take middle? Sounds good. <laughs> the Morris Jones Sound Studio 3 empowers you with everything you'll need to begin exploring the intoxicating world of semi-modular Mike Akins. Whether you're a beginner Lee Price or a seasoned Joe Hood, you'll revel in the limitless creative potential of Gabrielle Cohen's unique and comprehensive semi-modular bundle. Featuring the polyrhythmic analog James C. Smith, the analog percussive Valor Trucks, and the Mother 32 analog Laura Abel, Eric Duncan offers an engaging pairing aimed at Kevin Sill, whose tastes veer toward the experimental. Plus, Andrew Bradley comes with a full complement of accessories, a three-tier AJ Venturella kit, a four-input Benjamin Forrest with a built-in three-way Louis St. Amour distributor, and 15 Jake Woods in assorted lengths. If you've ever been interested in semi-modular patrons, there's no better place to start than the Sound Studio 3. <laughs> uh, the best part about this shout-out is, is not just that it honors the people who support us at patreon.com slash it's a thing at the top level, but that Rich put in all bold letters and highlighted with yellow in our doc, leave out that last line. No idea what happened there. <laughs> And Molly wrote, oh, hell no. And then Rich wrote in all caps, how dare you? <laughs> and you'll note that I just responded, I can't be tamed. Because that's what's happening. Oh, I didn't see that Google down Drive. there. That's amazing. <laughs> that's what we do in Google Docs in real time during the show. That's how much we love. And Rich responded. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh my gosh you can't get better than that uh thank you patrons <laughs> thank you for supporting us at the shout out level thank you rich Trafalito. uh thank you to the academy thank you to my mom and dad thank you to my agents <laughs> and the cmas for this <laughs> the cmts yes the mta thank you for listening to it's a thing if you would like to become a member at any level of course patreon.com slash it's a thing and we can hang out in the discord when i'm not recording from alaska and don't have enough internet 
I'll be back there for you next week. Uh, also, you can support the show by buying some things through our affiliate links. Looks for them in the show. Looks for them. Look for them in the show notes or over at our shopping page. It's a thing.me slash shop. You can also email us your things. Feedback at it's a thing.me. Do that right now. Stop what you're doing. Do it. Do it. We got baskets in that shop, people. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Gonna break down now. Can't hold it back. 